Let's talk about the big one, uh, the Great Commission, Matthew 28. Uh, do we have slides? Do we got slides for this? I can't see anybody up there. So, oh, we do. Okay. So the Great Commission in Japanese, this is just for fun. Uh, it's called the Dai Sin Kyo Day. Very literally, the big mission command. And so let's all say it because you guys seem a little sleepy. So we're going to say Dai Sin Kyo Day. Are you ready? Okay. And I would count to three if I'm in America, but let's say I'm in Japan. So I'll just say, say no. Ready? Say no. Dai Sin Kyo Day. Very good. Now you know a Japanese word that 99% of Japanese people do not know. It's very useful. Um, So the big mission command, go make disciples, baptizing and teaching them to obey. When I say the word discipleship, or when you hear someone is a discipleship minister, what comes to your mind as part of their job description? What are they doing? Generally, you're thinking of someone who's coming in. Their job is to take some Christians and help them to grow deeper, right? If we go to the very original context of this, when Jesus is saying in Matthew 28, go make disciples of all nations, was he saying, you know, go into all nations and take those existing Christians that are out there and help them to grow deeper? No, he's saying go and take non-believers and turn them into disciples, turn them into believers, And he doesn't stop there. The deepening part is there. It's, and teach them to obey. But the important thing that we have to remember is that when we talk about making disciples, we're talking about the entire process. The unbeliever who hears the gospel, comes to faith, is converted, and then grows into a mature believer who's now living and bearing fruit. It's the whole process. So we don't get to make this, we don't get to make a, uh, we don't get to separate evangelism and discipleship. It's all part of the same process. We're all gospeling people into mature believers. How are we going to take someone and turn them into a disciple, into a believer? We're going to proclaim the gospel. In his very, very helpful book, What is the Mission of the Church? Uh, Kevin DeYoung reminds us that there are certain things that God does that are God's mission, that are not part of our mission. I think that's pretty important for us to remember. There's certain things God does. Like God makes atonement for sin. God makes us into a new creation. God establishes the kingdom. God inaugurated the kingdom. God establishes the kingdom. God will bring it in its fullness. God makes all things new at the end of the age. We don't actually do those things. Also, not all things that Christians do are part of the church's mission. There are a lot of great things that Christians do that are not part of the Great Commission. Wonderful things. Like one example would be, uh, if you're a Christian lawyer, go to work and work to the glory of God as a lawyer. It's not the church's mission, not the Great Commission. That's something the church scattered does. But it's not the mission of the gathered church. And there's a distinction. Here's another one. Uh, our, the Great Commission, the church's mission, is not love your neighbor. Should all Christians love their neighbor? Yes. It's the great command. Love God, love people. We should totally do that. But it's not the same as our mission. If our mission was to love your neighbor, we might love our neighbors and never make a disciple. So we have to understand that there are things that are the mission of the church that are distinct 
And, not, and it doesn't just mean all things Christian. So what is the mission of the church? Uh, Kevin DeYoung gives an excellent summary. He says, The mission of the church is to go into the world and make disciples by declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ in the power of the Spirit and gathering these disciples into churches that they might worship the Lord and obey His commands now and in eternity to the glory of God the Father. Our mission is to make disciples. How? Proclaim the gospel. And I want you to say, proclaim the gospel. Well, I say how, you say proclaim the gospel. Our mission is to make disciples. How? Proclaim the gospel. What is a disciple? It's a believer. Someone who has faith in Jesus. Real faith. How do you make a believer? How do you take someone who's not a believer and turn them into a believer? Romans chapter 10, verses 13 through 15. We ended here yesterday. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in Him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? Later in verse 17, he's going to say, Faith comes from hearing. So what I like to do with our team when we're sitting around as a staff in Osaka, I like to remind everyone of our mission. And what we do is we start in verse 15 of Romans 10, and then we go backwards. Okay, go backwards. Our mission, we are sent to preach the gospel, and then keep going backwards. And after we preach the gospel, some people will hear, and after some people hear, some of them are going to believe and in faith call out on Jesus and be saved. We are sent to preach so that some will hear and some believe. And then we're making disciples. The more we share the gospel, we share it with the gospel with as many people as we possibly can so that more people will hear and have an opportunity to believe and be saved. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 20. I'm so glad this school emphasizes this verse. It's just one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Okay, verse 19. Do you see God's mission there? God's mission. What's he, what is he up to? Reconciling the world to himself. Can you believe that he then lets us play a part of it? Verse 18. What is our part? He gives to us the ministry of reconciliation. We get to be a part of that. And then he gives us a tool for the mission. You're to help people be reconciled to God here. I'm going to give you a tool for that. Here's your tool. Here's what it is. You want me to do this now? We got this? Is this making sound out there? All right. Hey, thanks, Isaac. And everybody up there. Okay. So we're then given a tool for the mission. And this tool for the mission is the message of reconciliation. I want, I want you to help people be reconciled to God. Here's your equipment. It's a message. We proclaim the message. And then verse 20 says, We are ambassadors 
for Christ. It's like God making His appeal through us. Can you believe that? (laughs) Be reconciled to God. I'm saying this on behalf of God as His ambassador. We call this evangelism. Okay, here's a little definition of evangelism. Proclaim or announce good news. I talked uh, to to Professor Michael Ackerman about this, and he said, you guys are all very smart and you have heard uh, the definition of evangelism from Acts class and personal evangelism, that you know all of that. If you don't, I'm sure there's word study tools somewhere on campus. However, here's what it means. There's three elements. One, proclaim. Two, news. Three, that is good. That's evangelism. Proclaim news that is good. So uh, Seth Philip and I, uh, Seth collaborated with me on this, and and so I'm taking some material that he put together and pulled together here. But proclaim, you have to deliver content. You have to tell, announce, share, proclaim, shout, preach, write, broadcast, text message, content transference. Number two, news. What are you announcing? It's news. This event happened. I'm telling you about it. Something happened in time and space. Uh, Tim Keller says the very word gospel has as its background a news report about some life-altering event that has already happened. In Japan, religion is at vice. Religion is luck. It's proverbs. It's philosophy. In some places, religion is rules. And the gospel is news. Events that have happened. Things that God did. Someone was born. Someone who was dead has come back to life. The promised Savior has been born. Jesus died and resurrected. Jesus is coming again. This is all news. And number three, it's good. It's happy for the hearer. It has happy implications and applications for the hearer. Jesus has died for your sins. If you believe in Jesus, you will be saved. Your King Jesus has won a victory against sin and death for you. You can be forgiven. The Holy Spirit will come and live inside of you when you're justified, purified, made into a holy temple. Eternal life is free. It's a free gift by God's grace through faith. This is good news. Here's a little gospel summary for you to say, well, what is the gospel? Okay, we can continue to explore that for our whole lives and all that and learn more and more. But here's a little gospel summary, mostly David Platt, except for the little in that I tagged on there. Uh, the gospel is the good news that the just and gracious creator of the universe has looked upon hopelessly sinful and rebellious humans and has sent his son, God in flesh, to bear his wrath against sin on the cross and his power over sin and death in the resurrection so that everyone who believes in him will be reconciled to him forever in the spirit now and in glory at the renewal of all things if you are missing one of these three things you're not doing evangelism proclaim news that is good everyone gets it however Oz Guinness says uh, contrast is the mother of clarity so we're going to play the contrast game you're going to, we're turning this chapel into a classroom. Uh, we're going to have a little group discussion time. It's going to be a blast. You're going to love it. Turn, find groups of three or four. If there's only two of you, problem solve, figure it out, two of you. That's great. Turn your sheet over and you're going to see something that says group work. What is evangelism? What is not evangelism? 
There's often some things that people will think are evangelism that are not evangelism. So you just have, you have a little word bank. Welcome to elementary school and matching words and all this. It feels like a test. You have 14 lines here. I'm giving you like four minutes and 37 seconds. So you're going to have to move along, discuss and decide. Before you do it, I, there's something you have to hear. I don't know if people are recording this, but you have to, I have to go on record as saying this. Okay. All of the things in this box are really good. They're all good. Okay? Uh, A, service or social justice. Real good. We should do that. B, Christian character. All of us should try to be like Jesus. C, making and strengthening relationships. Mm -hmm. D, love for one's neighbor. Great command, right? Uh, E, actual evangelism. Try to find out, try to look through this and, dis- and, and decide what are things that are, that are truly evangelism. Ready, go. Four minutes and 37 seconds. Discuss. Okie dokie, okie dokie. Okay, I was able to move around and kind of listen to some answers and some discussion. Uh, you guys are pretty nice. Usually when I do this, I get people fighting with each other a little bit more, but you all have fantastic Christian character. Um, so... Going through, I'm just going to point out a couple. I want to discuss a few of these. Uh, just shout it out. Number one, what was it? Hey, okay, great. How about uh, number four? I heard someone down here. I talked to this, these guys right here. The, sure, Christian character. Um, then jump down to number nine. You invite non-Christians to play disc golf and grab lunch. See, okay, great. That's fantastic. Uh, how about 10? Ah, at the meal. Okay, not evangelism yet? No? Why not? Because I like how... <laughs> I, I feel like Corey has a microphone. I like this. We can talk to each other right now. This is great. Um, how about... Um, Okay, 11. I walked around and asked a few of you, which one is sparking the most discussion? And everyone said, 11. Okay, so let's do this. Who says it is evangelism? Hold up your hand. Who says it is not evangelism? Hold up your hand. Okay. All right. The nays have it. (laughs) Why is it not evangelism? (laughs) How how about this? Someone says, yes, there is a God. I now believe in theism. We still don't have the gospel. They, I mean, that now they stand in the same ground as uh, Jews, Muslims. Maybe. I mean, they might, we might still have polytheism floating around in there. They might have not have limited it down to one. So that is not the gospel yet. We've not gotten there yet. Uh, How about 12? D, someone says. You and a friend watch a sermon, read a book, or do a study together that contains the gospel message. We have one D. Who says, yes, this is actual evangelism? We do have a few people. We do have a few people. And everyone else says it's not evangelism. I'm very curious. I, I I I would be marking E down. And here's why. Here's the crucial question. Someone agrees with me. Thank good. Yes. I can't see who you are. Seems like the DeFazios. Yay! So I think it is. Uh, I think it is evangelism. Because, and here's the crucial question. Have they heard a message to which they can respond? And I'm going to say that again. 
This is the crucial for each one of these. Have they heard a message to which they could respond? And then say, yes, I now want to follow Jesus. I believe in Him. And if you get them to interact with the gospel, even if it's not coming out of your mouth, hey, you did it. You took someone who had not heard and had not interacted with the gospel message and you turned them into someone who now has an opportunity to believe and be saved. So, Another word that we probably need to talk about, which would come up for several of these, especially some of the social justice ones, uh, like like rescuing a trafficked uh, a, a, a trafficked victim, right? You'd say that could very well lead to evangelism, right? Picking up trash in your neighborhood. Someone then says, "I noticed that the church group picks up trash. That sure is nice." So we have a fancy word for this. It's pre-evangelism. It's leading into it. Where you're, and even number 11 that, you know, I convinced you that there is now a God using science and logic and all this kind of stuff. Pre-evangelism. We needed to stand on the common ground that there is in fact a God before I could tell you that God loves you. So pre-evangelism, F is blank. You can write in pre-evangelism if you want to get cute like that. That's what I put it there for. Pre-evangelism is really, really important. We do that in Japan a lot. Uh, what we need to clean up and we need to make sure no one does is say things like, well, I know I didn't share the gospel, I didn't speak the gospel, but I lived the gospel. I was the gospel to those people. No, you weren't. And we have to stop this sloppy language. You're not the gospel. The gospel is a message about what God did, not actions you do. And if we start comparing what God did in the gospel and what you do, there's really no comparison. Everything that God did with Jesus is way cooler than anything you will ever do. I mean, even if you're saying like, you know, I, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I cleaned up their yard for them. Jesus became a man and died on the cross for their sins. Okay. How about something? I, I donated a kidney. To my enemy. Amazing. Still not the incarnation, atonement, rising from the dead, ascending into heaven. Still no comparison. So we're not living the gospel to people and we have to stop talking like that. You have to share the message. Faith comes from hearing. We have to speak this. Uh, And one of the most... Like there's a there's there's a time where this became very real to us in Japan, uh, because we uh, we started preaching a series about the way, which really appealed to Japanese people because they started, you know, um, anthropology classes tomorrow. Sorry, but the Japanese people got really into that. Like, what is the way of Christianity? How do you live as a Christian? And we started talking about um, you know loving your enemies and all these things that Jesus did and all these ways Christians live. And this guy came to church for the very first time. He went to a party at Andy Rodriguez's house. And the next day he came to church. His name was Masaki. And he's like, wow, this is amazing. First time to church. And he says, I want to be a Christian and be baptized. I'm like, this is great. Party at Andy's church. Now he's going to be baptized. This is amazing. Well, cool. You go have coffee with Andy and we're going to talk this through. So Andy sits down with him at this table and and first thing he says well I just need to you know walk through some questions and make sure that we're on the same page with this make sure you believe all this okay first thing so do you believe in God and Masaki said oh no (laughs) that's crazy oh well my next question was do you believe Jesus is God's son so that seems silly now Um, 
Why do you want to be baptized? Well, I want to live the way of Christians. I want to live the way of Jesus. But you don't believe Jesus was real. No, I don't believe at all. Huh. Okay, we're having a problem here. Here's what we actually did, though. We didn't say, we'll see you. We said, we need to continue to gospel you. And for the next year and nine months, we gospeled Masaki. He came to church and heard the gospel. He went to Bible studies at my house and heard the gospel. And then after a year and nine months of hearing the gospel and asking his questions and reading books and reading the New Testament and, and, re- and saying, you guys really believe in demons? That seems silly. You know, every question that he could think of. Then he came to believe and he was baptized once he truly came to faith. But this process takes longer and it's a lot of sharing What if someone did want to become a Christian based on your character? I've seen the way you treat your family. It's just awesome. You're such a good dad. I want to be a Christian. Wouldn't you be nervous? That's a pretty shaky foundation for someone's faith. Because what happens in, you know, two months, two years, two weeks, I don't know, two days when they then see you on a bad day? Like, I don't know about this guy anymore. This was the foundation of my faith. <laughs> we have to make sure that no one's responding to, to our character. And I, one of my goals is to help you understand that crucial to our mission is making disciples by proclaiming the gospel. And some of you might be right now counting a cost to that in your mind. And the cost is that that mission is not cool to your unsaved friends. It's not popular. And there are a lot of other good Christian things that we do where we get some good overlap with the unsaved, where they applaud you for that. Even churches, if you, you know, a church, uh, a, a church can have a missions emphasis where they say, we're going to feed the poor, and non Christian seekers say, oh man, I love that church. I like that. I like that. If a church says, we're going to give a lot of money to send missionaries to evangelize people and change them from the faith of their ancestors. The non-Christians are like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't, li- I don't think that's cool. This mission of evangelism and making disciples, it's not popular. It's not going to be popular with the unsaved. And so there's a cost to, to count here of do I want to be that radical for the gospel? Our mission is to share with as many people as we possibly can. That's been what we do in Japan. Scatter the seed broadly. Get as many people to give the gospel a hearing as we possibly can. Give me a synagogue. Give me a hall of Tyrannus. Some kind of Areopagus. Put me on trial before Agrippa and Festus. Just give me some kind of situation where Japanese people will sit down and give the gospel a hearing. I don't know if you guys have noticed this in all the pictures that you see of Japanese people, but they're always moving. They have somewhere to go. They're never milling around with nothing to do. So to get them to just sit down and listen has been our biggest hurdle. Try to talk one-on-one. Honestly, setting up a church service has been one of the most effective ways to get people to engage with the gospel message. Show up on Sunday and listen to, to this person talk about the Bible. More gospel, the more gospel we shared, the more people started to believe. That makes sense, right? Because Romans 1.16 says the gospel is the power unto salvation. Not me, not my character, not my good deeds, not my morals, not my deep thoughts. The gospel is the power unto salvation. 
We are running short on time. This is getting crazy. <laughs> We're going to end on time. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about church planting a little bit, but that'll be another talk for another day. Um, Instead, here's what we're going to do. We're going to actually leverage the last uh, few minutes um, and, uh, and pray for some people that we're sharing the gospel with right now. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make His face to shine upon us, that Your way may be known on earth, Your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. Father God, please... Bless our ministries and bless us with opportunities to share the gospel. Bring those opportunities to us and give us words to speak when they come and give us courage to speak those words when those opportunities come. God, be good to us with those opportunities that your way may be known on the earth, that your saving power will be known among all nations. Lord, we pray that you will greatly multiply the number of disciples and people who are worshiping you. We pray that the delegation of these unreached people groups gathered around the throne will not be small delegations, Father. Lord, we long for your coming. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Looks like it is 8.48. I'm going to start back in here. I know some of you have class. I'm going to start back in here at 9. I got 60% of the way through what I had prepared. Uh, Yes, that's right. Uh, I want to talk about church planting. Um, So at 9, I'm going to talk about church planting a little bit, and then I'll jump into some other stories about how we did it in Japan. See ya.